Last week, we talked about how Elon Musk called out Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. But what's the reason why Bob even pulled advertising on X to begin with? There's a bigger story here to be told than what first meets the eye. Let's dig in. Facts over facts over tracks isn't that spitting slow, spitting fast. I could roast, I could gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. What we saw last week was a pathetic move from all of the mainstream brands, including but not limited to Disney. This was easily one of the worst business decisions that Disney has ever made, and I'll tell you why. Now that Disney is forcing itself into this political sphere, it will lose all of its customers of the people who disagree with them. For X, it's not that big of a deal because you can just use use the same customers you have but advertise to them more or add features to Twitter plus plan to have more people subscribe to the program. Elon knows this and that's why he's positioning himself more in the middle of things which so happens to be on the right side of things. He says F the people who do not want to advertise let's see who people will go to do business with and that's right we can see that he's right because of the fact that Disney has lost percentages of percentages off of their total stock price which contributes to millions and millions of dollars down for them but Meanwhile, he's getting more and more Twitter subscribers, and we can also see that thousands and thousands of people have started posting screenshots of them unsubscribing from Disney Plus and resubbing to Twitter Plus. Only time will tell if X will stand around, but for now, we don't see Disney going anywhere, and it's sad. What they need to realize is that they need to change the way that they conduct themselves and start aligning themselves with good and not bad. They need to stay out of the political sphere because children do not know what's right and what's wrong. And parents know what's right and what's wrong and they do not want their children indoctrinated into an ideology that puts them down pa a path of torture and self-mutilation. With that being said, we're going to be digging into the headlines of the week. Okay, so before we begin, I do have this brief video to show you. The President of the United States is the oldest president in history. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here? A couple of weeks ago, he celebrated his birthday and he put 106 candles on the cake to signify how old he really is. Doing this, they thought, would be a funny little skit, but it actually tells a story about how our political system is really wrong. And it failed us, the American people. When you buy this shirt, it's not just buying a shirt. It's supporting a company that supports your values and will not cave to any of the woke nonsense. As you just saw in the video, we do have some amazing things. If you do want to check out shop.originalstudios.com, check it out. It will be in the link down below. Since the week just began, there's not really that many headlines, but we do have a couple of headlines about what we were just talking about. We do have something from the Daily Wire. So Trump touts endorsement from Black Lives Matter leader, very honored to have BLM support. Now, this is exactly what happened last week. And a lot of people were trying to make excuses for him saying, oh, no, well, he doesn't actually mean that he means actually this. No, he means what he says on Truth Social. I mean, it is what it is. If you say that you agree with him, if you say that you disagree with him, it doesn't matter. He said what he said and he said it. I mean, the best quote I have ever said is right there. He said what he said and he said it. Okay, so there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He said what he said. So former President Donald Trump touted an endorsement from a former leader of Black Lives Matter on Wednesday, saying that he was, quote, very honored to have his endorsement as well as BLM support. Mark Fisher, who Fox News reports is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter 
Rhode Island, told the network that the Democratic Party was, quote, not for black people and that they were hypocrites. This year, told said Trump had done more for black people than the Democratic Party has recently. The activist also said earlier in the month that he endorsed Trump because, quote, everybody else sucks. Quote, you know, I like Trump personally, and I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is just a deep disappointment, he said. Quote, I deeply have disdain for him, and I really dislike the vice president, Kamala Harris, as well. Trump responded to the BLM activist praise by praising him on social media and floating the possibility that he has done more for black people than any other president in United States history. Quote, spoke with Mark Fisher yesterday, a great guy, very honored to have him in BLM support, Trump said. Quote, I have done more for black people than any other president, Lincoln, including tenure funding for historically black colleges and universities where they had done none. Okay, so he he says that Lincoln in, in parentheses, and I just don't understand what he meant by that. Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, the person that let the slaves go in um, abolished slavery. So is that what he means by that, President Lincoln? I, I just don't know what Trump actually means by that. Um, all that we can do is we can infer, and inferring is really not the best thing that we could possibly do. But um, I would say my hypothesis is that Trump thinks that he has done more for Lincoln because he has had a Black Lives Matter activist support. So that was my hypothesis. My hypothesis. Continuing with the article, Newsweek reported that a spokesperson for BLM Rhode Island told the media outlet that Fisher is, quote, no longer affiliated with the BLM Rhode Island. The group added, his position was with us was and is terminated. Black Lives Matter has faced intense criticism for weeks, including from Senate Majority Leader Charles uh, Charles Schumer, Democrat from New York, on Wednesday after various chapters have publicly expressed support for Hamas terrorist attacks against Israel. The pro-Marxist group was also responsible for much of billions of dollars of damage that were inflicted upon United States cities um, during the George Floyd riots in the summer of 2020. Thousands of law enforcement officers were attacked and injured during the riot. So yeah, I completely agree. So BLM is not the group that you want support from. It's not something that's going to make you win elections. It's actually going to make you actually lose elections. So align yourself with a terrorist regime, a terrorist group like that, and you're going to see exactly what happens in the election time. I mean, it's just that I don't, I don't think that they would even ever support Trump at all anyway, because they're just viewing him as racist at, at its at his face so that right there even if he did support him i does not mean that the group supports him entirely we do have another daily wire article we have john kirby oh it's very rare for a modern military to go as far as israel does to prevent civilian casualties now he said the he said what actually needed to be said because a lot of people are saying oh no oh israel needs to be, do more israel needs to do more no israel sent millions of sms to people that were in gaza cities to make sure that they were safe to make sure that they were actually leaving the towns and cities that they were going to be bombing in the coming weeks. They made sure that they called individual families to tell them exactly what's going on and they made sure to fly flyers down from helicopters that they were flying next to the cities to make sure everybody knows about where to exactly go with the coordinates, with the location. They put it on TVs. They sent signals out. They put it on the radio. They said they did so many things to try to get the message out. They put it in so many different languages. Arab, they put it in um, they put in all of the other languages that people may have spoken in that in that area of Hamas, um, in the Gaza Strip. 
So it's just Hamas that's actually sitting there preventing people from leaving those very cities so then they can go around, turn around to the media that's in their back pocket and say, no, this is exactly what happened. We tried to leave, but they didn't They didn't let us leave. No, we can actually see videos and footage of satellite views of the Gaza Strip preventing people from actually leaving. Hamas actually preventing people from leaving the Gaza Strip. We can see lines and lines of cars that very day. So how are you going to sit here and say that Israel is responsible for that? They're not. Hamas is. Hamas is fully responsible. And especially because of the fact that they even started the war. So has there ever been a time in history where the United States was attacked and then after the attack where we lost thousands and thousands of people, we say, oh no, well, we need to do more to save the people that just killed us, their lives. What does that even mean? What are you talking about? Why does the United States or any other country have to protect the lives of other people that caused the war on their people? It doesn't even make any sense. So moving with the article, Kirby made his re the remarks during a Sunday interview on CBS's news um, Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan. When asked if the United States believes Israel has done enough to prevent civilian casualties as the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry publishes unverified claims about the number of civilians killed. Now, this is actually a good fact right here because of the fact that you can actually see that Israel took many, many weeks to actually say exactly how many people. They knew around how many people, but they it took weeks and weeks to verify and actually, you know, prove that so many people died so they said the updated numbers for the people that died on october 7th the israelis that were killed was 1200 at first they said 1500 1600 1700 they didn't know exactly because of the fact that these people were murdered and brutalized so severe that some body parts looked like other people's body parts until they had DNA evidence to back it up that said, okay, this is one person, this is one person. And that's what the 21st century um, first world medicine and techniques that we have. Never mind Hamas. Hamas does not have any of that. So how are you going to sit here and say that Hamas knows exactly how many people are going to die that very second when Israel took weeks and weeks and weeks to count exactly how many people with evidence from the 21st century to see exactly how many people actually died. You cannot say that. You cannot say that without a reasonable doubt. So with Hamas, with the numbers coming out of Hamas daily, how are we going to sit here and trust their numbers when we have no idea how they're even getting these numbers? That's the first place. And second of place, how do you know if that person is not the same exact body part as somebody else? It's sad, but this is war talk here. Evil things happen during war, but that's not going to that's not going to make an exception for what the attack that happened on Israelis grounds on October 7th. That's not war. That's that's provocation. You provoked the war. You caused the war. Now you're facing the repercussions of that very said war. The responsibility of it, of whose responsibility is it to protect innocent lives from your country? It's the government that rules over that very country. So instead of them actually protecting the innocent lives of the people that actually live in the Gaza Strip, Hamas, that's who should be doing that. Instead of them doing that, they're putting the people in harm's way. They're putting them above military command centers. What they're doing is they're putting people underneath tunnels that they have built specifically for people to get around hospitals. So why are you using these tunnels, these hospitals for things that are unintended? Why are you using these things for th for for reasons that were the complete opposite reason for why they were being built in the very first place? 
because they're misusing these things so they can put other people in harm's way and then they can use those very people as martyrs and say you did a lot for this country you just you just got killed yes you're gonna you're doing a lot for this country you're very very powerful so they're sitting here saying all of this stuff while at the same exact time claiming that other countries should care more about their very people than what they care about that's sad um kirby said that it would be ideal world in an ideal world the only acceptable number of human casualties that should ever occur is zero before acknowledging that some civilians have been killed as israel hunts down the hamas terrorists responsible for murdering 1200 israelis wounding 5300 plus and kidnapping more than 240 in the past quote in the past 24 hours they've been putting a map online of places where people in gaza need to avoid and need to go to kirby said quote they have also been doing it with paper and leaflets that have and that kind of thing quote my point is margaret that it's very rare for a modern military to take those kind of steps basically telegraphing their punches before they actually conduct operations kirby asked added Kirby said that while the United States was engaging, encouraging Israel to be as careful as imprecise as possible in their strikes against terrorist ta targets inside Gaza, it was important to remember what Israel is up against. Quote, Hamas deliberately shelters themselves inside residential buildings, hospitals, and schools, basically on purpose, putting civilians in the line of fire. And what Israel's doing to do, trying to do is get them out of the line of fire, he said. So it's an added burden that Israel has as a modern military, and we recognize that. But it's also very difficult to, it's also a very difficult burden, an obstacle for them to overcome. Exactly. And what people don't understand is that if Israel had the power to actually just specifically target and kill the terrorists that are hiding amongst these people, then they would use that technology right here, right now. They would use that very technology, but they do not have a magic wand that they could just go, woo, beepity boppity, and then everything, everything's fine. All the, all the, um, all the innocent lives are praised, they're cherished, they're saved, and all of the terrorist people that were responsible for October 7th massacre are killed. That's not possible. This isn't a fairyland world. What needs to be done is they need to be as careful as they can in what they are doing, and they need to actually have the people around the world to realize what they are up against in Hamas. And they're actually doing that too. They're posting videos on Twitter. They're posting videos on YouTube. They're showing people what Hamas really is, who Hamas really is. And then people still don't believe them. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot force them to drink it. You can show people all of the evidence in the world for proving your point. But if people don't want to listen, people just don't want to listen. So these people that need to, the, the people that stop, refuse to look at the evidence and stop and refuse to look directly in the face, all of the things that IDF posts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of the people that refuse to look at the evidence in the very face, they need to just shut their mouth on this topic. They know nothing about the topic because they countlessly refuse to look at evidence straight when it's in their face. They refuse to look at it and they refuse to actually acknowledge that this is a reality that we're sadly living in. Those are the people that are naive in this world and these are the people that need to look at this evidence the most. They need to stop closing their eyes and they need to act like adults, civilized adults caring about what the truth is instead of just what their narrative is. And it's disappointing every single time. With that being said, we're going to be digging into the media's takes. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. 
So digging right into the media's takes, we actually have a CNN article. We have suspect arrested in shootings of three homeless men was already in custody for another crime, authorities say. So, police in Las Vegas have identified the suspect believed to have to be responsible for murders of three of the city's homeless community who were shot and killed as they slept this week. Los Angeles Police Chief Michael Moore announced on Saturday the suspect was identified as Jared Joseph Powell, 33, a black male who is a resident of Los Angeles, Moore said. Powell is also suspected in a fatal shooting during a robbery in San Damas, about 28 miles east of Los Angeles, Moore added. Powell was already in custody in connection with the San Damas shooting, authorities said Saturday. He was arrested Wednesday evening after the Beverly Hills police police department conducted a vehicle stop the same day as the death of the third homeless victim the vehicle police the vehicle police believed was used during the dan damas robbery was identified as the same vehicle connected to the three homicides more said officials do not believe that there was any connection between powell in the victim of the robbery, Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert G. Luna said on Saturday, no motive has yet been de- determined. Quote, I am grateful that the suspect in this case is in custody and is no longer a threat to our community, Moore said. Los Angeles authorities said Friday, the first killing in the city happened around 3 a.m. Sunday in an alley. The second occurred Monday shortly before 5 a.m. and the third person that was killed Wednesday around 2.30 a.m. The victims include two Hispanic men, ages 35 and 52, and a 62-year-old black man, Moore said. Moore said Friday, each of the killings in Los Angeles era happened under similar circumstances, and each of the victims were believed to be alone and asleep when they were attacked. Police said that they believe a single man approached each victim as they slept, opened fire, and then walked away, according to Moore. Each victim was experiencing... Okay, no, 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 we're not going to say this. So this is a new thing that I've just found out about that CNN is now doing. So instead, and this isn't just CNN, this is exactly what the left likes to do. They try to change the language. So what people like to say now is first we went from hobos. This is what we called homeless people. So we first called them homo- hom- hobos because of the fact that they are. They're a homeless body, hobo, okay? So now we first started with hobo, then we said homeless, and then we said they're experiencing homelessness. That's what we're going with now, experiencing homelessness. It's chaotic and it's stupid. Stop changing the language. I'm just going to go back to our original thing and call these people hobos because countless times these people are hobos, homeless bodies. There are homeless bodies that are on the street. That's what we call hobos. They're a hobo. So stop saying CNN, this is to you. MSNBC, this is to you. Stop saying experiencing homelessness. They're not experiencing homelessness. They did not walk out of their home, lock the door, go to their car, say, wait a second, I forgot my coffee, turn back around to their house and their house is gone. That's not what happens. Can we stop pretending as if this happened? happens no this is months and months and months of you not paying the rent this is months and months and months of you being irresponsible with your money this is months and months and months of you not having a job there's no there's no way in heck that people are going to sit here and pretend as if people are just going to lose their house out of nowhere there could be there could be a small small percentage of the people that are actually homeless that actually left their house they came back and their house was on fire that that's a small small majority of the overall homeless people Instead, the majority of homeless people are on drugs, addicted to drugs, spending all their money on drugs, and that's why they didn't have enough money to pay for their house. They get their house taken away because of the fact that they spent all their money on the wrong things. You cannot have your budget 
be consumed with drugs and things that you do not need when you have necessary items that you need to afford. You need to afford your housing. You need to afford your electric, your gas, your water bill. You need to afford your car bill. If you pay for a car bill, you need to afford gas for your car. You need to afford so many other things. And then all of the extra stuff comes after that. But when you're addicted to things, you do not have the ability to actually think reasonably. And um, and instead, you spend your money on, on useless things. This is exactly what they're trying to say now. Instead of people actually doing all of the wrong things, like I just pointed out, they're just, they're just a victim of homelessness, a victim of experiencing homelessness, actually. So we're actually just going on and on, like stop with this made up language. When you're homeless, you're homeless. When you're a hobo, you're a hobo. It's the same exact people. Stop pretending as if this is just a bad word to say. It's the same exact word. It's just another way of saying it. It's like, oh my God, instead of saying that somebody's fat, you can say that you're easy to find. And, and I could tell that you, I can tell that you eat a lot. Like there's so many different ways of saying the exact same thing. Can we stop dancing around the issue here? The issue is that we need to actually focus on the people that have the addiction. We have so many outreach programs. We need to actually focus on the problem. That's the that's the accessibility of drugs in our neighborhoods. If we have so many people with the accessibility of being absolutely 100%, you have 100% accessibility into, into drugs, then that's the problem. Therein lies the problem. If you have too much of an ability to actually get your hands on drugs, then of course we're going to have a drug problem in America when every single person and their mom can get a hold of drugs nowadays. That's, that's the situation. Instead of us saying that we need to legalize more drugs, we need to delegalize more drugs. We need to make sure that drugs are not accessible to the general public, and we need to make sure that we actually do the right things to actually get the job done. And, and yes, it's not what we've been doing. It's a completely new drastic idea that we need to come up with to save the people's lives. If people in certain cities have have access to every single drug on the market, Narcan, I mean, Narcan's the savior of the, of the people that actually overdose. But if people have access to these horse tranquilizers, if people have access to cocaine, um, meth, if people have access to Oxycontins and, and heroin, all of these hardcore drugs that can kill you and will kill you, especially fentanyl, if all of these people have access to these things without any repercussions or pushbacks from anybody within their very government that they live in, how do you expect people to actually overcome their sicknesses or, or their addictions when their, their drugs that they're addicted to are so easily obtainable? How is this even a thing? So if it's so obtainable that you can just walk into any convenience store and buy that very drug that you're addicted to, how do you expect people to stop? What they need is it to be banned, just like people that are addicted to pornography. We need that to be banned. Full stop. You do not need a pornography to survive in your life. What you do need is you need self-control. And if you don't have self-control, then you're going to have external forces to control you. That's for the greater good of society. That's not government overreach. That's for a greater good society. If we have too many people watching porn, we will not have a population in the world. If we have too many people addicted to drugs, we will not have a population in the world. We need to make sure that our population is flowing and people are actually having babies. That's exactly why when people are con consuming themselves on, on practices that are not flourishing for society, 
the government needs to to step in and say no this is not allowed here that's not government overreach that's the that's the government preserving society if we do not have the government preserving society we will not have a society and that's a sad sad reality of 2023 that we're living in with that being said we're going to end up this episode here if you did like this episode and you do want to hear more from me i do post new episodes every every single monday wednesday and friday on this and this channel right here thank you all for watching and i hope they have a great rest of your day